At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. When you bet the under and there's no points through 15 minutes of football, that is a good thing. But we'll see. I don't like to mush myself. Minnesota, West Virginia, scoreless after 15 minutes of football. For my guy right here, I want a touchdown on this drive for Minnesota. Appreciate it. And then just nothing else. Uh, But Minnesota is wreaking havoc in that backfield right now. Scoreless after 15 minutes. Sean, you've got, what, the over and the Knights tonight? Yes, yes. Three to one in the first period. That always does well for over five and a half. But what'd you call it? Mush yourself? Don't want to mush. Yeah. No mushing. It's a mush-free zone. All right. The college football playoff will be here before we know it. It's a terrible yes. day that it's on. But, hey, we can't change the schedule now. It is on New Year's Eve. And 3.30 in the east at Jarrah's World, it'll be Cincinnati taking on Alabama here at Circa. Alabama is a 13-point favorite with a total of 57. And a person who knows more about Cincinnati football than anyone else out there is Justin Williams, and he joins us right now from The Athletic. He is the beat reporter for Cincinnati. Uh, I'm curious, you know, uh, for the first time, we have seen a group of five team make it to the playoff. Uh, What has been the feel just since that Houston win and now being down there with the team in the Dallas area, Justin, what has been the overall feel uh, for the Bearcats program? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's obviously a huge accomplishment and, and kind of like a, a paradigm-altering accomplishment in the context of college football of what Cincinnati's done this season. But if you've been around this team, then you know like they're – they're not surprised and they're not really impressed with what they've done this far. This was something, it was a, a long shot, I guess, in some respects before the season started, but they kind of knew with having non-conference game against Notre Dame and kind of looking at, you know, what they did last year and coming in ranked in the top 10, they knew this was a possibility, you know, that they had a chance to get to the playoff if things fell right for them. And it has, you know, to this point, and they took care of business winning every game. So they were certainly excited, uh, you know, to get that conference championship and get a spot in the playoff. But I don't think it was like, uh, all right, well, you know, now we're going to get our tails kicked by Alabama. Uh, and once they figured out they're playing Alabama, you know, it, it felt a little bit fitting. Like, uh, I know Alabama this year isn't maybe the Alabama of last year or in years past in terms of kind of that 
top level Crimson Tide team, but they're the number one team in the country and, you know, they're the top program in college football history in a lot of ways. And so it only feels right for, for the kind of this underdog Cincinnati squad to, to have to take them on. And they certainly know that they're an underdog going into this game, but they aren't, you know, going to lay down and, and just feel like uh, they're happy to be here and, and going to take their beating or anything like that. Justin Wilson, he covers Cincinnati for the athletic Justin last year, big statement made in that bowl game. I think that, taught this program that they belong at the highest levels. Well, my question to you is, what's the difference, in your opinion, between the 2020 Cincinnati Bearcats team and the 2021 version? I know this version is in the college football playoff, but is this a better overall team than the one that played Georgia in that bowl game? Yeah, I think so. And kind of ironically, I think because they lost to Georgia, you know, they should have won that game. Anyone that watched that game or kind of paid attention, you know, Cincinnati kind of blew it down the stretch. They had a a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter and and ended up losing. But what it did is some guys that might've left if they had won uh, quarterback, Desmond Ritter, some of the the guys who took advantage of, you know, that extra COVID season, they actually came back because they had a little bit of a bitter taste in their mouth. So in some ways losing that game was kind of the best thing to happen for the 2021 Bearcats because it extended their window a little bit. And so they get a few starters back, they get their star quarterback back. And, you know, it gives them a, a, an old, experienced team, but it also kind of fueled this run they went on because I think they realized they came up a little bit short last season. It, you know, they felt maybe in some ways only getting the Peach Bowl. Uh, like, you know, if they would have had a full season, maybe they could have made this playoff run last year. And then certainly losing that Peach Bowl, I think they felt like they had unfinished business that a lot of them wanted to come back for. You know, Justin, no matter what happens Friday, the biggest win has already occurred in Cincinnati, and that's keeping Luke Fickle as the head coach. Uh, two tiered question for you was Luke ever really considering leaving and what ultimately led him to remain in Cincinnati if he turned down some bigger jobs for more money at least perceptionally yeah I mean this has been an annual occurrence here in Cincinnati really ever since that that second season of his in 2018 where they won 11 games he's got an outside interest uh, I think most notably that I guess after the 2019 season when Michigan State really wanted him and he decided to stay. And then, you know, it's it's interesting. He had a, he had places calling him this year uh, and then some places that were interested, including Notre Dame. Now, I'm not saying Notre Dame was offering him the job or, or he would have ended up getting it. But, you know, to Luke Fickle's credit, he basically said, I'm not going to even think about any of this stuff until – after we get through the, the conference title game. And then, you know, the fact that they ended up getting to the playoff, I think that would have extended it even longer. But, you know, this, this is a guy who, you know, his, his athletic director said it a few weeks ago, it really speaks to his character that he didn't get his head turned by a place like Notre Dame that, you know, again, whether he would have gotten the job or whether he would have left, I don't know, but it's certainly a place that he's interested in and I think would have, would have really taken a hard look at. And uh, instead, kind of the way the, the schedule broke and timing broke, Cincinnati looks like they're going to get to hold on for him for another year and, you know, maybe a few years into the future. And, and that's really been a huge part of the, the climb this program has had the last five years under him. You know, Justin, here on the nightcap, I've been adamant that this is a fourth quarter game. Uh, I keep telling all of our viewers, listeners, take Cincinnati in the points. I haven't quite gone on Cincinnati's side to win it just because I've seen Bryce Young bring this Bama team back time and time again. But talking about your quarterback, Desmond Ritter, I think he's the key to the game. If he's the elite Desmond Ritter that people think could be the third or fourth quarterback, maybe even higher, selecting the draft, I think Cincinnati has a chance. If he's the 
kind of emotionally hijacked version that goes up and down, you know, kind of some bad mannerisms on the sideline. I think they're in trouble. What's your opinion of how he will play on Friday? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think you're right. And look, Alabama has has made a lot of really good teams look really bad, whether in, in the playoff or otherwise. Um, and so, you know, that's that's certainly a possibility that they could come out and, and really take it to Cincinnati. But yeah, I think if you look at, you know, recent history of, of when Alabama has lost games and struggled, whether it's Texas A&M this year or, you know, going back to those playoff losses against Clemson, the opposing quarterback has had to play really well. So I'm with you. If Cincinnati has a chance to win or is going to pull off this upset, I think at the end of the game, everyone's going to look and be like, man, Desmond Ritter really played out of his mind. And, you know, that'll probably shoot him even farther up draft boards in the prospect or in the, in the process. But yeah, I, I agree that if Cincinnati's, you know, going to pull off this upset, it, it's going to probably be on the back of, of their quarterback. Justin Williams covers Cincinnati for the athletic. Last question I have before I kick it back over to Tim. I was the running backs coach at South Florida. And I had Jerome Ford committed. And then Nick Saban <laughs> decides to fly into town on his helicopter and offer him a chance to go to Alabama. Talk a little bit about Jerome and what he's meant to that offense. And, you know, from a draft standpoint, what have you guys been hearing about his draft status? Oh, I mean, people in Cincinnati kind of say the same thing. They were like, oh, we, we had him coming on an official visit. And then Alabama called and, you know, that was the end of the story. So. I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. And you, you know, you recruited him. You realize how he kind of blew up, you know, in that process of going to camps his, his last couple of years in high school. But honestly, that relationship he had with Cincinnati on the recruiting trail, it's what led him back here when he went in the portal. And he was, behind, you know, behind a lot of talented players at Alabama, including Najee Harris, who's in the NFL right now. Um, and I think when he went into the portal, Cincinnati was a place, uh, it's the quarterback coach now, Gino Gadouli. He was a running back coach at the time. He had a really good relationship with him, and that's what kind of brought him back. And, you know, Luke Fickle talked after the AAC championship game where Ford had 200 total yards and, and two touchdowns of how he really embraced the culture at Cincinnati. And part of that was last year. He, he wasn't the starter. He had he played behind Jared Dokes, the guy who ended up getting drafted uh, in the seventh round to the NFL draft by the Dolphins. And he kind of had to, like, you know, earn his stripes and, and be, be the guy behind the veteran. And I think Fickle and a lot of the people in the program are really impressed at how Jerome took to that and then came out this year and has really carried the load and obviously been a huge reason why they got to the playoff. Justin, when you look at uh, the matchup, you know, maybe my favorite matchup of this game, and it's crazy, it doesn't involve the Heisman Trophy winner. I guess it would have him throwing the ball, but having Sauce Gardner go up against Jamison Williams, uh, is that – the matchup that Cincy has to win. I think back to the Notre Dame game. Kevin Austin was a, a, a basically eliminated in that game, and he's Notre Dame's most talented receiver. Now, Jameson Williams is on another level. He'll be a, a first-round pick someday, but so will Sauce Gardner. What's your anticipation of that showdown come Friday? Yeah, no, I'm totally with you, and I think a lot of people are. That's what we want to see. And I'm interested to see how it plays out. Does Cincinnati, you know, normally they leave their corners kind of on one side of the field. Does Cincinnati have soft shadow Jameson Williams? Does Alabama try and move Jameson Williams away from sauce and, and get him on other guys? Or do they kind of go right at it? Um, you know, sauce is, is really good. He, like you said, he probably hasn't faced uh, a receiver of Jameson Williams caliber, but I think it'll be kind of telling how both sides approach this matchup. And in the end, you know, who kind of gets the, the better of it, I, I think we'll probably, you know, if Jameis Williams gets loose and, and is able to get a couple big plays, that's going to put Cincinnati in a really bad spot. 
but if Cincinnati is kind of able to, to keep him at bay a little bit, that's just one more of those things that, you know, Sean talked about making out a fourth quarter game. That's just one more thing that's going to help Cincinnati get to that point of keeping it close late. Justin, 30 seconds. I'm just curious. Is Will Anderson the biggest worry for Cincinnati? I, I just don't know if they've seen anyone of his talent this year. Yeah, I think so. You know, they went against David Collins at Tulsa last year who won the butt kiss and was a first-round NFL draft pick. Uh, Will Anderson's, you know, he's at least at that level probably better. So I think that's someone that they're going to have to keep an eye on. And, you know, whether they use Desmond Ritter as a runner to maybe neutralize that, I think will be really an interesting part of this uh, matchup for Cincinnati on offense. Can't wait for this game. Justin will be there covering it for the Athletic. Appreciate the insight, Justin. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yep. Follow him on Twitter at Williams underscore Justin. We've got a big boy touchdown, Sean. Yes, we do. Tell you about it on the other side. It's the nightcap here on BC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sign up for a PlayCard debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank NA. Member FIC. It is the nightcap here on VSIN going to break. We talked about a big boy touchdown. Yeah, he's a big boy. That is a big, big Big man who just scored a touchdown, 6'9", 380-pounds, Daniel, I don't even, I can't pronounce his name, Falala, Falali? He's from, he was born in Melbourne, Australia, but you uh, know him from his days at IMG Academy down there in Florida. Yeah, he's actually a kid that... uh... We thought we could get initially because he had never really played football. Came to IMG from Australia, and he, he's, he's he's a big guy now. He's even a bigger guy then, so he's lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was a kid that we thought we had a shot, but ultimately he kind of started developing into an elite lineman, and, and he chose you know Minnesota. He's doing a great job there. He's actually played, I think, since his true freshman year. Yeah, he is a uh, he was a first team All Conference player, scored a touchdown. So. Uh, anyone out there have a prop bet on uh, Daniel Fal- Falali to uh, score a touchdown? 
Uh, uh, and congratulations. They also uh, he they, probably was in the other category. <laughs> they saw something in uh, in the uh, extra point configuration, and they faked it, and uh, they lead now. Minnesota does eight to nothing, but. West Virginia, I don't like this, is driving and, oh, don't throw the flag, don't throw the flag, don't, oh, there it is. Where did this offense come from? Yeah, the one ref that couldn't actually see what was going on through the flag. That's why I don't like betting unders. I feel, but as, as bad as we feel watching this, I feel bad for Matt Humans. He tweeted out four hours ago, I'm in San Diego for the Holiday Bowl, and it was just canceled at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what happens. Uh, the Holiday Bowl. Dave Duran was not happy. No. Dave Doran, I think is how yeah, you say Yeah, Dave Doran. He was not happy. The uh, There was a an article uh, out there. Uh, here's the quote. Felt like, felt lied to, to be honest. We felt like UCLA probably knew something was going on with their team and didn't tell anyone on our side. We had no clue they were up against that. I don't think it was very well handled from their university. The game was canceled five hours before kickoff. Yeah, that's rough. That's that, that means like you're already down for pregame meal type stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's a rough one. Man. I mean, I know it's everything right now with COVID uh, as, as rampant as it is. Uh, and we've seen cancellations already, but you just got to feel for NC state, those players, uh, you know, an opportunity to finish off a, a great season. They're a top 20 team this year uh, to be out there at the Holiday Bowl uh, in San Diego to play on UCLA on national television. Uh, so there was an article out there uh, talking about NC State, uh, you know, talking to the Fox execs and hoping maybe there's an, an opportunity. You know, is there a, a window to, to get the game in? Uh, the Holiday Bowl tweeted this out about an hour ago. We do not want to cancel the game officially until we have exhausted every opportunity to find a replacement team, and we are currently working closely with Boo Corrigan and his great staff at NC State to do so. So, I, fingers crossed for those young men, you know, to get a game. But <laughs> the I, problem is, at what point does it become dangerous for the kids? I mean, you know, I mean, NC State's been practicing a long time, right? You know, everything was tailored to be finished with the season by now. Kids get a break, bodies rest. Yeah. You know, now, if you are going to bring someone else in. Yeah, and who's that team going to be? Yeah, have they been practicing? Have they not? You know, like, there is actually the well-being of a student athlete at some point. Yeah, I, I would have to guess, especially with, I mean, look, the, the Sun Bowl was easy, right? Because it's way off. Well, it was December 31st. We had You had a team in Central Michigan already there in Tucson. Mm-hmm. They could bust to El Paso. That made sense. You know, the Gator Bowl, Texas A&M pulled out far in advance. So Rutgers, whether they wanted to play it or not, their players, they had time. It stinks, but I just don't see how ultimately. It does because I, I actually. <laughs> Do you like NC State or UCLA? I, I don't remember what I said on the show. I actually, but I had gotten a call that NC State was was ready to go. Yeah. So I was going to bet NC State. Were you? Yeah, I don't remember what I said. The line started to move in their games. direction. Yeah. I mean, you started to see a little bit of steam going their way. It was up to two and a half. Uh, so we are now at, what, four? Four bowl games canceled uh, so far. Two games have been uh, are utilizing replacement teams. Washington <laughs> State will play West uh, Central Michigan. I still love Washington State, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I I was just so, when that bowl matchup came out and knowing 
what we know about El Paso on December 31st, normally cold, knowing the history of Miami in that bowl game, knowing <laughs> their coach had been fired very unceremoniously. Right. And Washington State had rallied behind their interim coach, who is now the head coach. Everything was pointing towards Washington. It was the first bowl bet I made, and the game gets canceled. So I don't know. I don't know if I who I like. Do in you that think one. Central Michigan is better than Miami? I know the spread's no. a little larger. No, no, no. But no. Washington State's motivation is the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, Central Michigan certainly got a fair share of motivation. Now, by the way, just using this as a uh, a jumping off point, uh, Brad Powers said last night nine was his raw number on this game. Mm-hmm. He said seven was uh, a playable number. So I imagine he probably got in on that. Um, and we saw, you know, we just saw right there that. Uh, the number is at seven and a half at DraftKings right now. Uh, it's seven here as we are facing a fourth and goal. Big fourth and goal here. Please go for it, West Virginia, and be unsuccessful. That would be nice. Yes. That would be very. That would please me greatly. Very, very nice. Uh, yeah. So open seven here at Circa. Did the Sun Bowl. I actually opened five. Wow. And got bet up to seven. So if you were quick on the uh, quick on the app. When this game came out, you could have got a five on this game. So uh, speaking of uh, of a game we're keeping an eye on right now, down in Phoenix, second quarter, 9-11 to go, fourth and goal for West Virginia at the two, maybe one. It is eight-nothing Golden Gophers right now. Yeah, I need West Virginia to go for it. What do they have to lose? I, I would love them to go for it and miss. And not- now, I'll be honest with you, as a head coach in a bowl game, Oh, we're going for it on fourth down. I mean, yeah, we're being uber aggressive. Let me, let me, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because let me bring a game to your attention. It is tomorrow night, and mm-hmm. it's one that we haven't talked about a ton on this show. Oregon taking on Oklahoma. And I know you like Oklahoma. Not like. That number, oh, okay. Love. They both start with an L. All right. Yeah. L-O-V-E. You know what I am starting to like quite a bit? And everyone else will be on it too, is the over. Think about these two. Think about these two coaches. First off, there are no repercussions. It's Bob Stoops and Joe Moorhead. Joe Moorhead's the head coach of Akron. They're just out there. They're gonna want to have fun. I I hope there's no punts in this game. There's gonna be trick plays, and on that fast turf in the Alamo Dome, with Oregon's offense and Oklahoma, Oregon's had opt outs and stuff like that. But I think Joe Moorhead has probably enjoyed himself. Scheming things up. He's one of the best creative, you know, offensive minds out there. I think over 60 is the only way you can go if you're going to play the total in this one. I'd agree with that. I'd agree. Is Dan Lanning even going to be at the game? No. He's focusing. He's going to be calling the Well, I know he's calling the game, but of course Oregon has plenty of private jets. You know, Phil Knight's pretty, you know, involved in what goes on over there. I mean, I would think our new head coach would be at the bowl game. If he can fly out, you know, back down – if, if I were if I were Georgia, I they're would, the late game on on the next day, right? Uh, yeah. So tomorrow night is Oregon Oklahoma at uh, nine fifteen Eastern. Yeah. So they play on Friday. He probably will be there. He will not be there. I'm sure. No. He's preparing his team for a chance to win a national championship. Well, first of all, it's not his team; it's Kirby's team. True. Right. He's preparing his the defense. defense. And they've had three weeks. If I were Georgia, had I would three be weeks to game plan. Livid. Livid. No, people do this all the time. I mean, what is he going to be? If he's there, he will not be in sight. How about that? If he's there. No, he'll he, definitely be in sight. He can't be interviewed. Why? 
because he's preparing for a national semifinal in less than 48 hours. But they've been off for three weeks. So and the game by the plan way, is done. There is COVID everywhere, and you're going to get on a jet and fly to a game with he's know, only going 60, Texas to Miami. Does that matter to COVID? Well, I mean, it's not going to be anybody playing with him. Maybe like, people in the stadium with him. He's, yeah, he'll he's have a mask going. on. He's not going. Maybe the COVID might be the only reason. He's not going to be there. Two days? No way. But you love Oklahoma. Oh, I love them. Why? It's because Venables, his first game. They're trying to move Venables away. Venables isn't coaching. But they're trying to move away from Lincoln Riley. They, they want to show that their program was not. I mean, they might be mad. Just the head coach. That they're still an elite program. I think they got something to prove. I mean, the Oregon's key guys are out. Big fourth down. Come on, Gophers. Get that stop here. Fourth and goal. Need a stop. It's the nightcap here on BC. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule, don't forget to check out our free, yes, free sports betting podcast. Check, catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Head over to VSIN.com slash podcast. You get Beating the Book, Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free, available now. Beeson.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Fourth, fourth and goal, man. You're yeah, like, I'm not sure the defensive tackle was doing. You know, let the quarterback just roll out, eat a sandwich, jump into the end zone. And I need it to, because it's going to get weird because we're going to be rooting against each other. I know. I continues. hope we don't have to. What's the total you got? 40? 45. Okay. Eight to six right now. West Virginia went for two. Uh, ooh, that might be a personal foul. West Virginia starting to get a little chippy here. Yeah, I hope we don't have to root for against each other. You're at six. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I still think we could pull for each other here. We don't have to. We don't have to start to turn against each other yet. I. I just don't know where that drive came from. With West Virginia, they were completely inept offensively. They got two pass interference calls. They I'm did. Not mistaken. Yeah. Soft. So we'll and the see. ref just like patted the guy in the butt that should have gotten a personal foul. Gotta watch this guy. He might be pulling for his pockets. <laughs> Jeez. How many times when you were coaching would you be like, ref, you got some money on this other on the other I team? I would never say that directly. Right, well, Minnesota's punting the ball away. I've now. definitely asked a couple of them. I mean, do they does this job come with insurance? I mean, because <laughs> You need eye surgery. Like when Hopefully, they'll pay for it. Denzel Washington, remember the Titans. You cheetah. Facts. <laughs> oh, man. So, we've got we've hit on a lot of college football here so far tonight. Uh, punt coming here for Minnesota. I'm just excited when we have a bowl game going on. You know, I'm with you. During the show. We'll have a bowl game tomorrow night. You're, we're going to be pulling for our pockets again tomorrow night. Yeah. I like it. Who do we got? Who's you got Oklahoma, night? and oh, yeah. I'm going to take the over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I'll be cheering for points. Yeah. What's my oh. guy named Caleb? Caleb Williams. Williams. 
Try to wash. Have you made a decision in Clemson, Iowa State? Clemson. You're going with Clemson. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's up to Clemson minus two and a half. Yeah, I played for, I think it was plus 192. So I have Maryland. Remember, Maryland was one of my fir- my five favorite plays of the right. whole season. I got a pick. They went up to three and a half. So tomorrow, I've actually got a money line parlay at plus 192, Clemson and Maryland. So we'll see. But uh, what what do you think about Clemson in that spot? Brees Hall out? I actually think for the first time in a long time, Dabo's trying to right the ship. Both and, their coordinators have left. This performance is going to go a long way to what he sells the entire offseason. So because of that, I think Clemson will be ready. I do. And I've never been a big fan of Iowa State. Remember you early, you were trying to talk about wins over Iowa State, and I was like, that's not a big win. <laughs> so I'm like, that's not a big fan. Like, especially this year. I mean, you think they have, what, five guys on the preseason All-American team? Ridiculous. And they went seven and five. Yeah. In a very weak Big 12. Uh, and, you know, Bryce Hall, uh, Brees Hall, excuse me, uh, people thought he would play. He is not. He has opted out. Uh, how, big of the lo- how big of a loss is it, Sean? Brent Venables has been there forever, and he is now gone to go to Oklahoma. Well, I think Tony Elliott is now the head coach at Virginia. At Virginia. I think Dabble's been preparing for this. Yeah. You know, it's why they have such a large staff, a lot of support guys. You know, they pride themselves on promoting from within. You know, Jeff Scott was there. Tony Elliott was there. They were position coaches. They worked their way up. Venables has been there forever. You know, it's always said the only job he'd leave for is Oklahoma. So, you know, this is what Clemson does. So we'll see if it continues to work. You know, I, I just – there's something, and I, I could be crazy – there's something about this Iowa State team, right? They were the it team heading into this season. They won the Fiesta Bowl. They beat Oregon. Everyone's coming back. You mentioned, you know, they're preseason top 10. They're 7-5. and five. One of their three studs has opted out. And I, I, have, I, I have no issues with that, you know, running back, Brees Hall opting out. Brock Purdy hasn't really played all that well. They've got three contributors in the portal. Um you know, they've got a couple wide receivers that won't be playing in this game. You know, Matt Campbell, uh, it is pretty been well reported. He would have left to go to Notre Dame mm-hmm. if that job had come around. He would have left to go to USC. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it feels like this was supposed to be the perfect storm of a year for Iowa State. And now they're seven and five. And in a bowl game they were in two years ago when, by the way, Notre Dame went in there and beat the brakes off of them. So I just I, I think there's a reason for this line move up to two and a half here at Circa. I, I think Clemson takes care of business. I do. So I'm going to do a three-team parlay tomorrow. All right. I'm going to parlay Maryland money line with Clemson money line with Oklahoma money line. I, like, I, I don't I'll mind. Just it. sit back and watch the games. Yep. There we go. Aaron, can you do the uh, mathematics behind that, please? <laughs> It'll be a decent one. It'll be yeah. a decent one. I mean, you've got a, you know, a three and a half point favorite. Uh, so I got mine at plus one ninety two. Yeah, you'll be. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll let yeah. Aaron do that. I wasn't going to decimate. I think Clemson. I think uh, Oklahoma's minus two fifty on the money line. On the money line, Clemson's minus one forty, and Maryland is minus one sixty. Uh, we're still keeping an eye on the guaranteed rate bowl. Eight to six right now. Uh, West Virginia with the ball back and. Catch that. What a catch. What is going on? West Virginia, after looking like they were the worst offensive team in the nation, is now figuring out ways to, to make plays. This like, is true. You don't make that on. Tomorrow night, 
Tomorrow night, Oklahoma and Oregon somehow is going to be like six to three going into the fourth quarter. Well, as long as Oklahoma has a six. <laughs> Jeez. Plus 293. That's pretty good. Good. Yeah. Don't have to worry about points or anything like that. Nothing. Just need the right team to win. The good guys. Um, well, while we're here, we have you know a couple more minutes left in this segment. And so just to know, anytime I do that, I always play a smaller one with the actual lines. Yeah. So that way. Those are the uh, those are the three games tomorrow. Uh, Maryland, Virginia Tech, Iowa State, Clemson. That line has come down. It was up to two and a half. Has come back down uh, to two for Clemson, mm-hmm. and then Oregon and Oklahoma six and a half, pretty much uh, painted out there for for Oregon. Um, if you're Joe Moorhead in that spot, right? He is still coaching them, right? Think that he's gonna be calling the place? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. What is your what? You just you're just coaching your guys. I'm, I guess, I'm, right? I'm yelling YOLO. I mean, we're that's on, what I'm saying. We might start with an onside kick. Like Why we're not? faking punts. Like we're going for two. Like we're gonna really enjoy it. We're gonna really really enjoy this opportunity. This last hurrah, you know, with this particular group. And then I'll hand them off to Coach Lanning, and I'll go to Ohio and try and get Akron ready. There you go. But I'm gonna have fun. That's what I mean. I mean, I'm going for it on fourth down. That's why I think you got like, all kind of stuff. And that's why I, I feel like you gotta you gotta look over here. And he's in a great. And pro- Bob Stoops is going YOLO mode too. What does he care? By the way, Vegas is up five to one. That's an go, Puxerdamus. I don't want jinx it yet. Game's not over, but looking good. Do they uphold this targeting? No, they did not. Go, no. good. But he caught the ball. Like, that was, that a, was a good catch. How did he catch that. Six minutes to go. We could really, I could really go for eight six going into uh, I, into uh, the locker room. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> no. Fifteen six looks much better. Eleven six. Whatever. As long as it's six for. Oh, don't get targeted. I've got six, man. I got minus six. I got. I know. I'm cover. just. I'm just looking at West Virginia. I. I don't want them doing anything more. Right. I don't need West Virginia to score. I need them to stay at six. What I say, thirty to seven. By the way, how about you? on an overhitting less than three minutes into the second period in the Knights and Kings game. Yeah, I had the over in light, and it was 3-1 after the first. So is this a four-legger? No, yeah, four-legger. Pucks for dumbest. Lightning and over, Knights and over. Boom! I, I always thought, you know, after Christmas, maybe, you know, maybe my Christmas gift would be, uh, you know, a text from Pucks for Damas after my, my fine, personalized Mickey Mouse ear hat for him, but no, nothing. No big deal. This game started at 7.35, too. Bill Sean said thank you, by the way. Does he like the Pucks or Thomas? Yeah. That's what was. That's the only person that fit in the King household. There we go. There we go. That's there what we, we go. Oh, what punt, is going, what's punt, going on here? Punt it away. West Let's go, Virginia. Minnesota. Let's get us a touchdown in the half. Let's go into the locker room up 15-6, feeling good about ourselves. Eight to six, Minnesota and West Virginia. Why do we have San Jose, Arizona on in the? Uh... I just wanted to watch it. It's only doing a little handicapping for later on in the week. <laughs> All right, we will get to uh, we will get to more NFL talk coming up later on the show. Eric Eager will join us top of the hour, but it is Tuesday. I know it's in between Christmas and New Year's. It might be thrown off a little bit by what day it is. It's Tuesday, and that means overreaction Tuesday. Let's see what Sean's got in store for you. See what I have in store for you. It is the nightcap here on Visa. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. off a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide. Guess it's not that all-new, but Covering every bowl game and that entire package, only 39 bucks. Head over to vcin.com slash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Fist pumps going on over there from Sean King. Yeah, I got Minnesota. What I, I got what I needed. Yes, just yes. Just broke off a big old run down to the nine-yard line. So three minutes to go in the s- second quarter, and it is uh, eight to six as Minnesota knocking on the door. Uh, under three minutes to go. This is what you need, though. You need Minnesota to score, but not with enough time for West Virginia to potentially come back and, and get points on their end. Be 15 to 6 if they score a touchdown be here. Be perfect. I'll take that. 21. I'd still be on pace for the under. I'd be okay. That West Virginia drive spooked me. Well, the good thing is PJ is naturally a ball control, slow the game down type of. A well, that's what I told you. Guy, yeah. 129 in. Uh, in pace, and West Virginia was 92. So Minnesota's slowing things down here, but like four seconds on the clock, they're intentionally doing that. And they are in touchdown. Yes, there we go. Touchdown, Minnesota. A too much time, but hey. I don't know why I been a couple opportunities to play Minnesota in game, and I have not. But 14 to six, extra point pending. Uh, 2:14 to go. A West Virginia score would not be ideal for me uh, at the end of this half. A pretty low total of 45, so we will see how this uh, half unfolds here. All right, it is Tuesday. Eric Eager going to join us in his normal spot at the uh, top of the hour, get his thoughts on Week 17, any futures plays that he likes, anything in the futures market, whatever it may be. So we'll chat with him as the extra point is good, 2.14 to go, 15 to 6. But it is overreaction Tuesday. It is. Sean, hmm? start us off. What do you got? All right. Um... I always forget what I said. <laughs> I really do. Something. 
Okay, there we go. Chiefs won't lose again. So this is a uh, this is a weird one because it, it, a lot of it depends, in my opinion, on what happens this week. Chiefs are at Cincinnati. Yes. Who is fighting for the AFC North Division crown? Cincy, I think. I mean, Kansas City, I think, is favored by five, five. and a half. Yep. So this is a big game for Kansas City. But Kansas City, if they're going to repeat, or not repeat, if they're going to win another Super Bowl, of course, that would include them winning all their games in the playoffs. Having home field is a major advantage for them because of their desire to get home field. I think you're going to get everything that they have. And so I like them to beat the Bengals this week. And then I think they have a gimme game in the last week uh, at Denver. So if that happens, then I guess I should lay the plus 400 on Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because for my overreaction to become reality, they would have to then go on win the Super Bowl. and win three more games, two in the AFC playoffs and the third being in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Wouldn't that be something when we think about what our thought process was of Kansas City after the first five, six weeks of the season? Well, you came on this show on this exact segment and said the Kansas City Chiefs aren't making the playoffs. That's right. So what has changed? Defense. Okay. Defense. They're playing defense. So they started the year. They started the year three and four. Mm -hmm. Since those seven games, here are the points they've given up. 17, 7, 14, 9, 9, 9, 28, 10. So outside of that 34-28 game against the Chargers, they haven't given up more than 17 points since week seven. So defensively, I mean, they've just been elite, and it's been amazing to watch. Andy Reid got the ship righted. You know, they have not been scoring a, a boatload of points in some of these games, although they've started to pick up last three weeks, 48, 34, 36. So you can see them starting to get their groove back, but it's not inconceivable that Kansas City doesn't lose another game. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's crazy. I mean, they'll be a favorite in every game from here on out. It'd be fascinating if they played Green Bay mm -hmm. or repeating as Tampa in the Super Bowl. Who's favorite? Be really interesting. Yeah. Especially I would, if Tampa's all the way healthy. Yeah, I would have to. Yeah, that'd be a good question. Um, I would guess it would be the Chiefs, but I could be wrong. Um, but, okay. I, I think that's. That's an overreaction, but I think that's fair. I think that, yeah. you know, the way that they're playing, they've won eight in a row. Uh, they have, they've certainly turned things around. And I thought it was overreaction because they could just as easily lose to the Bengals. That's true. On Sunday. Yeah, I mean, since he's playing really good right now. You know what's interesting? We're going to do this tomorrow. When you look at the AFC North and look ahead lines right now, mm -hmm. if everything goes to form, which it won't, but if everything falls into place, Sean, meaning – the teams that are a favorite win and the teams that are a dog lose. The Browns would win the division. Because the Bengals right now are an underdog in their final two games. Chiefs at home. Then they're at the Browns where they're a slight dog. Will the Browns win the tiebreaker versus Cincy? If the, they both end up 9-8. and eight. Because the Browns would have swept the Bengals. Okay. Because they already beat them once this year. So... I, that's something we'll discuss tomorrow. Aaron and I were just kind of putting pen to paper earlier for the show saying, because we both have that plus 150 on the 
<laughs> Browns were thinking, is there any way this could come home? Look, very unlikely, but if you just base it off of the odds right now. Have you been watching Baker? Yeah, he's looking all right. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't think, I'm not saying it will happen. Yeah. That would be an overreaction. Uh, My overreaction is uh, maybe up, up against yours a little bit. I'm going to ride my ginger brother uh-oh. and his surrounding cast more so. Indianapolis Colts win the AFC. I really, I really like this team. Come on, Minnesota, for the love. Yes, fumble. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, just the secure ball. the ball. It is just laying Jeez. there. It is just laying there. I mean, this clown is trying to pick the ball up and run. What just get on the ball. It is a clear fumble. Like, watch, watch. just what? pick the ball up. Oh, goodness. These late-night sweats, man. I'm going to grow my hair back. I mean, at least you're up nine. I'm sweating out an under. Goodness. I mean, 16 has the recovery. Instead of just recovering the ball, he's trying to pick the ball up. What are you doing? It's just right there. It's a loaf of bread just hanging there. Just grab it. And then 11 doesn't know where the ball is for Minnesota. My no awareness. Goodness. Come on, PJ. Get your team in line. No awareness. Ball awareness. All right. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, the Colts are going to win the AFC. Yeah. I have a really strong belief in this. <laughs> I love the offensive line. Obviously, they're dealing with a lot of COVID outbreaks right now on that offensive line, quarterback position. But you can't tell me what you've seen from this team defensively, Sean. Uh, it, it just I know it all boils down to the quarterback play. But Frank Reich somehow figured out with Nick Foles as his quarterback to go out there and win a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. I love everything about this team outside of the quarterback position. They're going to be a wild card. They're not going to win their division. So that's a tricky spot, too. They're going to have to go on the road every single week, including going to Kansas City. So that makes it even a longer shot. But I think the Colts have the talent Let me say this to win the AFC. Let me say this. No one wants to play Indy in the playoffs. If you give you give me the team that would put the most fear, and this is if Tennessee it doesn't get Derrick Henry and right. a healthy Julio Jones. The team no one would really want to see, in my opinion, is Indy. Because they can run the football, play great defense. Like those two things travel. They yeah. play, they show up in all kind of games with different weather. And I'm just telling you, teams would not want that matchup if they can avoid it. Got a great offensive line. Got you know, great defensive players, great talent there. Do they have enough playmakers at wide receiver? T.Y., yeah. T.Y. Michael Pittman. Pittman, yeah. Pittman's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they just got to make sure the quarterback throws the ball to the team in white and blue. Yeah, and they're getting hot right now, yeah. and, and the odds are reflecting that. So we'll see if they can, uh, we'll see if they can do it. All right, Eric Eager will join us at the top of the hour. We'll get his thoughts on week 17. We need a turnover, by the way. This Minnesota game was sacked. Ooh. Something. Oh, good there we play. go. There we go. There we go. Big third down coming. Get a big stop. No points. Daigie is getting lit up. The West Virginia quarterback. He is getting crushed. Keep crushing right now. <laughs> no points. No points. Yeah, that's a clean hit, baby. That's just a clean football hit. Eric Eager, next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.